I'll read you those first seven verses in 2 Kings chapter 6. Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place we may dwell, where we may dwell. So he answered, go. Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made the iron float. Therefore he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. An unusual little story, isn't it? An inspired inclusion in the word of God and a passage that, as far as I know, I've never spoken on before, um, but it's got my attention during the week. And uh, I thought there's profit for us in looking at what the Lord has for us here. It's a very practical set of circumstances with very real spiritual application for us. I guess we could say the axe head that fell into the water is representative of the effective service or the effectiveness of a, a person's service for the Lord, the sort of cutting edge, if you like, um, which it constituted. And the loss and recovery of that is an interesting picture for us of the way in which the Lord matches circumstances that he allows into our lives to bring about a recovered circumstance of greater fruitfulness for him. It raises the question um, from time to time in our personal experience um, where we have a sense of not being at the um, most fruitful point spiritually in our Christian walk where we might have lost that cutting edge, if you like it. And um, it raises the question um, whether our witness and service for the Lord today, each of us in this room who name the name of Christ, if our witness is what it ought to be. And uh, we can have a look at this and see if there's some helpful thoughts for us. I'd like us to look at it under a few headings. First of all, to look at the loaning of this axe head. In verse 5 we read, it was borrowed. He didn't own it. It wasn't a personal direct loss. This was something that this man was using and presumably a young man. These were the sons of the prophets. So there's particular applicability to those of us who are younger but the application obviously is for all, but this, this occurred to 
one who would be a young man, the sons of the prophet, said this to Elijah. And it was like a training facility that they had, which was now too small for them, needed to be extended, and they were going about a practical uh, work experience to um, rectify that. But here's the, this is the choir of the man, it was borrowed. And we need to bear that in mind in relation to any and every aspect of service that we are any of us able to render to the Lord or any effective witness that we can bear to be helpful to anybody else. That we, all that we have, every capability that we have, every facility, every tool, if we could put it in inverted commas, um, is something that we do not own ourselves. It's been loaned to us. It's been entrusted to us by the owner. Those capabilities are from God. The Bible says, He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? And in James 1.17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation or shadow caused by turning. It's what um, James Gray picked up in that lovely hymn of his, Naught have I gotten but what I received. Grace has bestowed it since I believed. So this man was aware that he had lost something and he was not properly utilising something that belonged to another person. And every capability we have, every faculty we have, every possession, the very homes that we live in, how come that we are blessed as we are with comfortable homes and millions of others live in ghettos and so on? Every blessing, every good gift, every faculty, every responsibility that's entrusted to us is that exactly that. It's entrusted to us by the Lord and while it's true as Romans eleven twenty nine tells us that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable they never, don't get taken back but it is possible and I think many of us if not all of us would know that we can reach a point where we're not functioning as fruitfully and helpfully for the Lord as we ought to be. Well, this, this event occurred and that was the first um, acknowledgement that this man had, that he, he had the provision from a benefactor and now he had lost it. It was gone. It was not in operation anymore. We can call that the compassionate provision of his benefactor. And then we can look at what we might call the conditional provision of the benefactor. Alas, master, for it was borrowed. That very cry of his indicates that he knew that he was under an obligation to answer to the owner of that, that particular tool as to what he had done with it. Where was it? And so he was responsible for the task that he had taken on and he was responsible too for the tool that had been given into his care to do the job. And it was quite clear here that further construction was needed. There was much service to be rendered 
and these young fellows were keen to get on with it. They were keen to have the um, prophet with them to guide them and to oversight the work. But here, um, they were, he was now answerable to the owner of that, of that item. And brothers and sisters, those of us who know the Lord Jesus need to be aware that we are answerable to him for the capabilities, the capacities and the opportunities that he grants to us. We have to answer for him. Alas, Master, it was borrowed. It's not mine. It's gone. Daniel Webster, the great statesman of other times, he was asked, Mr Webster, what is the most, what is the most sobering, searching thought that ever entered your mind? And the record says that without hesitation, Mr Webster said, my personal accountability. It's interesting, isn't it? We who take so much for granted what we possess, what we do, what we can do, what we choose to do, but the fact of the matter is we are accountable to the one who has redeemed us at infinite cost, who's created us in the first place, who's given us newness of life and who's imparted to us the capacities, the capabilities, the potentialities that um, he's embedded in us. So there is a conditional provision for us of all that our benefactor Lord has imparted to us. The loaning of the axe head, it's on loan, so is everything that we hold in trust from the Lord on loan. But then it's lost. As he was cutting down the tree, verse 5, the iron axe head fell into the water. I think we need to take heed of that warning there. Of things that can happen and go wrong in our attempts to serve our Lord or in our um, failures to serve him as we ought. This, can, this happened while this person was being diligent in his work. We can actually lose effectiveness in the service of our Lord Jesus Christ with a lot of activity. This guy wasn't slacking it. He might have been the most diligent person in that working group for all I know. Um, there's no record of where he stood in that regard but he was definitely using the axe head. And he was going about the activity that they'd agreed to, needed to be done, but he lost it not through laziness. He didn't lose it through idleness. And there again is a, a warning for us that we can be, as it were, people who are spinning our wheels and getting nowhere. Do you remember the words that we have in, the, um, in that wonderful passage in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 about love. And the, well, we, we turn to, over to it. They're very telling words. And uh, it, it's pointed out there that we can be doing all sorts of great things, but they be, can become meaningless. 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels... But have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. 
This can be the most articulate person who's going around and yet if the ministry that's being exercised is not being done with the motivated by the love of Christ that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Spirit of God, it's wasted. It's useless. He goes on. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. And he goes on and says what love does do, how it suffers long, is kind and so on, doesn't behave rudely, doesn't seek its own, is not provoked and so on, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. And so the point I'm making is that here's a bloke who is hard at work, ostensibly in the Lord's service, but tragedy comes about in the sense there's loss, there's no no profit in what he's doing. He could have kept swinging the axe handle till he was blue in the face, but he's not going to cut down many trees. And the point of it is, whatever is achieved in the name of the Lord Jesus needs to be achieved by the enabling that he grants, the strengthening that he gives and the love being expressed through the, both the words and the actions of those who are ministering. So the person was diligent in his daily work but he was negligent. While the person is negligent in his daily watch, he's okay with his work but not in his watch. This son of the prophet had a mind to work, but he had no sense of watching, of being careful, of analysing the situation. I don't know if many of you have used an axe, but when the axe head starts to loosen, you know it's getting loose. Very rarely does an axe head that's firmly embedded on the end of the handle just fly off. You generally feel a wobble in the previous hit or two, we need to be watchful. And the Lord Jesus' exhortation, remember to the disciples there in the Garden of Eden, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. This young man um, really um, was not alert enough to what he should have been. He was blind to the fact that the axe head was slackening and slipping on the shaft and I think it's true to say that usually if we're starting to lose our impact in helping others in introducing people to know our Lord Jesus as their saviour in helping men and women who have troubled hearts to find peace with God through the Lord Jesus if we're starting to miss the point there or uh, miss opportunities to help them in that regard, there's probably something that we need to look at and adapt and adjust in our lives. Remember that Samson um, lost his power while he was diligently in working but negligent in watching. His spiritual life was slipping away. And one day, he remember, he woke up from sleep and he was going to go about and deal with the adversaries as he always had done 
but the power had gone. The Lord had departed from him. He wasn't one who was any longer equipped to serve the Lord. So we can be diligent in working, but negligent in watching. Our prayer life, our alertness before the Lord, our sensitivity to his promptings can fall away. And that can be a danger for us as it was for this young man when he um, was hard at work but in danger of losing that axe head. The loaning of the axe head, the losing of the axe head and the locating of the axe head. The man of God said, where did it fall? Verse 6. And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float. Well, the question is, the, the loss was evident. The thing had fallen into the muddy, swirling waters of the uh, Jordan River when it was in flood. You, you wouldn't know where to go to, to find the thing. You couldn't, um, you, it wouldn't be worth diving in. There was rocks and stuff in there and there was mud everywhere. You couldn't have seen it. But the locating of it, the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place, so he cut off a stick and threw it in there. So this is where we get the explanation of our human problem. This is where the Lord identifies something. Where did it fall? And if we are in any state of um, backsliding, if we could call it that, or of of missing the mark, of um, being off-centre or off, off the level of sharpness that the Lord wants us to be in helping others, in ministering the gospel and so on, we generally have a question to answer. Where did it fall? Stephen Alford, explaining this in his well-known sermon on this passage, says, the hardest thing for a backslider to do is to explain why he went astray and how he lost his power. But the Lord Jesus, the man at God's right hand, insists on this. It is a principle of scripture that the place of departure is the place of recovery. He goes on, you will only find the power where you lost it. It is futile to imagine that you can overlook the past without accounting for it and confessing it before God. Those sort of issues that um, lead to the loss of our effectiveness for the Lord can usually be traced back in our own minds, in our own thoughts, to a a situation, an action, a word, um, something that needs to be identified. And the scripture tells us at Ecclesiastes 3.15, God requires an account of that which is past. And if there are things in our past that need to be addressed, to go back to, not just to be papered over, not to be dealt with as if they can be totally forgotten, the scripture says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
We were reminded of that this morning, how he um, deals with all our inequities. Blessed be his name. He's faithful and just to forgive. Where did we lose it? What was it that went wrong? What's the issue? Can I identify something that needs to be attended to before God? And confession is definitely the way of recovery. This man was able to... There, that's where it went in, right there. And so that's the explanation of the human problem, but the application of divine power is what we see next. And this is where the prophet enters the situation. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Note the action of the man of God. He cut off a stick. Now, the Lord Jesus is often referred to in the scriptures as a branch, notably in Isaiah chapter 11. And uh, this, no doubt, refers to the fact that um, our, that he's referring to our Saviour's death. He cut off the branch, the stick, and threw it in. It speaks of his death. So what's that indicate to us? Where we have slipped up, where we have gone astray, where we have acknowledged and confessed that thing, we then reach the point of the application of that principle of the cross of Christ, whereby the world is crucified to me and I unto the world. The principle that the Lord Jesus enunciated perfectly in the Garden of Gethsemane when he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And the casting of the stick in was like the application of the cross of Christ to the life of the believer. Yes, Lord, not my will now. What is it that you want of me? And I'm, that's what I'm looking for. And it's the message of Christ crucified and of a life surrendered to him that brings the sort of release and the relief and the reinstatement that this person knew. Well, what happened there not only um, defied the law of gravity, it defied the strength of the um, flowing river of Jordan as well. Um, and those death waters of Jordan gave up the... Um, the uh, treasured axe head, it floated. Now, that is a miracle, of course. Um, we, we don't try and explain the miracles of God. If he wants to make an axe head float, that's his prerogative. If he wants to transform a man who comes in repentance to him and says, Lord, I want to be forgiven for my sins, I want your gift of eternal life, he'll do that. He'll receive it. And the thing is, um, the prophet then says to the young man you pick it up for yourself now we this puts a personal responsibility on each of us in regard to our individual progress with the lord and our effectiveness for him we can't blame somebody else there's no use going oh i could have been better taught on this or somebody else should have, could have done something different that would have induced me to act differently as well. No, no. This is, you pick it up yourself. 
The, the Holy Scriptures um, spell it out in those very words. Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. That's the requirement for all of us, to take personal responsibility for that which has taken us away from the Lord or away from fruitfulness for him and to call upon his name and to receive that reinstatement. The question becomes, as one of the commentators put it, do we accept God's sentence of death upon our failure and sin and take his life and power in an act of faith? Power, this commentator says, for service can be restored if we are prepared to show God where we lost it and accept the word of the cross and by faith take his release and his restoration. And just to conclude our thoughts on that, I mean, the axe head was loaned, yes. Every capability we've got is on loan from the Lord. It's not ours. If there are any successes or any accomplishments in our lives, it's not by, not something we can say, oh, what a clever person I was or anything like that. It's by the grace of God that uh, anything worthwhile is accomplished through us. By the same token, um, when we let him down, it's because we have been less vigilant than we ought to have been. And I just give you the words of uh, dear William Cowper in his lovely hymn, Return, O Holy Dove, speaking of the person of our Lord, the Holy Spirit. Return, O Holy Dove, return, sweet messenger of rest. I hate the sins that made me mourn and drove thee from my breast. The dearest idol I have known, whatever that idol be, help me to tear it from thy throne and worship only thee. So shall my walk be close with God, calm and serene my frame. So pure a light shall mark the road that leads me to the Lamb. We trust, brothers and sisters, that the Lord will enable us to be sharp tools in his hand, that we will be usable instruments and that we will be prepared to confront the issue, the place, the circumstance that has taken us from being usable, usable for him and by him and allow him to bring it back to the, the place and the usefulness that he's purposed for us and for it. Loving Father, we are so grateful for this um, interesting little account um, tucked away there in your word from centuries ago and the reminder that it is to us in our generation of the responsibility that we have to wait upon you, to seek you, to be sensitive before you to the promptings and warnings of our Lord the Holy Spirit to bring our lives into conformity with your will and to utilise every faculty, every capability, every asset that we can for the purposes for which you've entrusted them to us. So, Lord, we pray that you'll help us to be good stewards this week, whether it's in our homes and the circumstances of relationship there, 
whether it's in our responsibility within the schools as lear in learning and achieving as you would have us to, whether it's in the business place to do your will um, in relation to our work and our work fellows, whether it's opportunities that we have with others, Lord, we pray for each other that we will be those who are involved in doing your work but in doing it in the way that you would have us to and with the enabling that you grant to us. We pray for your special blessing this week as our beloved sister Anna travels to India to be with her dad for that big celebration of his 80th birthday. We pray, Lord, that you'll watch over your servant and make her a blessing, make her a sweet savour of Christ in every place as she travels and as she spends time with the loved ones there. We pray for your blessing to be upon our beloved brother and the local church there as they celebrate these many years of service for him. And we pray that you will strengthen and enable him and take him forward in service for you as well. But for each of us, Lord, we pray that you in our own um, individual circumstances that you will take us forward in the fullness of your blessing with the guidance and governance of the Spirit of God and cause us to be sharp instruments to your honour and glory in every circumstance. For Christ our Saviour's sake. Amen. <laughs>